Knock, knock. Who's there? It's your girl, Tiffany Chanel, and welcome back. Well, let me welcome myself back because <laughs> y'all been here. Y'all been on my head. Thank you for checking in on me, asking me when I'm going to post an episode, asking me, is everything good? Everything is everything. That's all I can say. Um, you know... So I moved. There are some things we need to talk about. But more importantly, most importantly, I need to tell y'all about Carabana 2019. I know that y'all are waiting to hear all about it. That being said, let me get y'all hip and let me tell y'all the updates about your girl. So, um... If y'all knew how many times that I tried to record this, honestly, because it's much later than I wanted it to be, y'all would have so much heart for me and so much patience and understanding, which y'all do. And I appreciate that. The people who didn't just give up and go away, um, thank y'all, because I'm still here. I'm not going to lie. I have been struggling with whether or not um, I want to continue with the podcast, and this is just me being super transparent. This is me trying to take it day by day. Um, I don't have all the answers. All I can do is wake up every day and try to take life on and grab it by the horns and do the best I can um, with what I got. So that being said, it has been a challenge and a struggle um, trying to record this podcast. But because I've been away so long and because, you know, I feel like I need to romance y'all back into my life. Let me just go ahead and give y'all some music. Um, <laughs> here's one of my favorite songs that was played all Carabana weekend at all the parties that got everybody hype. And um, it is called uh, Droke By also known as Joanna um, by an artist called Afro B. So here it is. Hey, 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 hey. Take me back, hey. Take me back to Toronto. Hey. <laughs> Y'all can't see me dancing, but I am. I promise I am. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Seven, why you doing like Joanna? Jo, Jo, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. Jo, Jo, Joanna. What y'all know about this? Joanna. Joanna. Jo, Jo. Jo, Pao. Hey, how you gonna play me like Jo, Pao? Jo, Pao. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, what y'all know about Joanna? Jo, Jo, Joanna. Y'all don't. If you don't, download it. Because let me tell you something. That song goes up. (laughs) I do not care what you're talking about. That song goes up. And that was one of the songs that they played continuously they got the party hype such a good song such a bop such a nice little wind your way song um 
that just really made Carabana just that much more of a good experience. Um, so with this move, y'all, y'all know that I moved the day before I went to Carabana. Um, and so the transition, it's been about a little bit under a month now, and it has not really been the easiest, let me just say. It has been challenging, although I'm grateful there are some pros for sure to the move, but there are some challenges also to the move one of those challenges being um that the place I moved into well one I moved in with a friend I think I mentioned that it was always difficult navigating living in someone else's space although um her she has a beautiful space a beautiful home it's in a beautiful area in my city you know Detroit really has some gems and people want you to really believe that downtown is the only place that has beauty it's not true there are so many old neighborhoods or neighborhoods in the city that are not downtown that are just beautiful and you know they are because they are also starting to be gentrified as well um but there are still some of my people brown people that live in the areas the historic areas um in one of those areas um it's called east english village and that is currently where i am staying it's a beautiful area um i feel safe it's not far from the suburb of gross point um so yeah beautiful area so i'm grateful for that and although i am trying to adjust to living alone um and going from living alone to for years many many years since I've been an adult I think I've had one roommate other than like a significant other um since I've been a significant since I've been an adult um so this has been quite the uh change and then also moving into somebody else's space is always interesting as well because they have things the way they want things and you are just kind of a guest whether you're paying rent whether you're not and it's not that you don't have a say so or you can't you know hopefully you to the people who live with other people shout out to those people or to people who have opened their homes to other people um Hopefully y'all communicate and y'all um, are on one accord. Y'all can have conversations that won't rupture and damage y'all relationship, friendships, whatever they may be, um, family ships, <laughs> um, whatever they may be. Um, so, yeah, in my case, I do feel like I can communicate with the person that I'm staying with Um one, because I'm paying rent, and that's always important, <laughs> um, because that is, um, I don't want to say your leverage, but it's important. You know, sometimes, I'll say this, if you're somewhere and somebody has allowed you to live with them and you're not paying rent, I don't think that gives them a pass to treat you anyway or talk to you anyway or make you feel unwanted, especially if they open their home to you. But at the same time, you have to understand that you really are a guest. You are really not a roommate. And so it is important for you to be uh, conscious and not to put up with nobody's shit, but to understand your role or your position and their role and their position. And for both of you all or whoever lives there, the house to be as kind and um adult <laughs> to each other as possible until you know the situation is where you don't have to live with that person anymore so for me I think what helps my situation is that my roommate is um a traveler I'm a traveler um she is an entrepreneur and so she's gone a lot and I am also gone a lot because I work as well and I'm social she's social so we have lives like 
busy lives outside of at home. So, um, and then the other thing that helps is that um, we have separate quarters, if that makes sense. So we don't really share a lot of the common area. And when we do, really, we're never at home at the same time. Literally, she just came home maybe a few minutes ago, walked in and walked right back out. <laughs> like, And that's how we do the other morning. She was walking in and I was walking out going to work. So that's kind of our exchange which is funny because I do consider her my homegirl. And so sometimes, you know, I'll be like, oh, let me tell you, or like wanting to talk to her um, just like we did before we lived together. But it's weird now because we live together and we're so busy. It's more like we text more than we talk and we live together. So that's hilarious to me. Um, One of the other challenges that I am learning how to navigate is that she has pets two to be exact two dogs and although they are very sweet they're very um happy dogs and well-kept dogs I did not grow up in a pet house right so I don't I'm not used to pets being around and not only are they around but you know most black people I don't know why this is a black people thing I think it's just a black people thing um correct me if I'm wrong but a lot of times when black people have pets, they confine them to certain areas of the house um, for the most part. Like they might let them out here and there, but for the most part, when they do it's outside um, and then they confine them to like the basement or the dogs have their own room, which I think is great um, when dogs have or pets have their own room. But um, her pets are free roaming pets. And I knew that before I moved in. Um, and again, they're not bad dogs. They're not um, any of that. But because I am not used to living with pets is definitely a transition for me although they have taken to me quite well and I am taking to them but even in that same breath I'm still learning how to understand that um they are sharing their space with me I'm sharing my space with them and I don't want to make them uncomfortable in their home but I also don't want to feel uncomfortable as well um my roommate's pretty easy going about barriers or like if I want to put up barricade like if I'm in a certain area and I don't want them in there you know she's not weird about it um she encourages it like you know they dig if you don't they're gonna be in your face and you know pets are a lot like kids shout out to y'all pet owners and the kid people who have kids they don't care about your day what what's going on they don't care how you feel if you want to be bothered you don't want to be bothered they in your face they don't care they don't care they don't care they don't care and um just trying to figure out or learn how to certain things that you can't do with pets when you live with pets that you can when you live by yourself apparently like leave the trash can open because when I came home let me tell y'all they had went through that trash and ate all the bones from some chicken wings that I had and I had closed the container and put like they ripped the bag open y'all I don't (sighs) so that being said I have to close the trash bag or and or take all the trash out or whatever um so these like just those little nuances and those little things I'm learning about living with pets and just trying to huh my sleep y'all like they bark they do the things that's what they do their dogs but sometimes I know they do things to get my attention and they don't understand that I'm not having it because I'm asleep and again my schedule my work schedule is so crazy because I have to be at work at 6 a.m it's just really really weird so um 
those are the things I'm trying to adjust to, you know, trying to figure out where the restaurants are, what's good to eat around, what where the shopping is, where the grocery stores are. Like, all these things I can ask my roommate, and I do, you know, I do ask her, you know, where are the things, and she tells me, and, um, you know, just trying to figure out stuff on my own, and trying to get adjusted to this newness, per se. Again, it helps that I'm in an area that I feel safe in. It helps that her home is a lovely home. It helps that we're never really here together. So all those things help, but it's still a transition nonetheless. So shout out to all the people who are moving in transition, who are living with other people, other people are living with you. You know, all I can say is communicate, 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 and don't hold stuff in. Don't bottle stuff in until you blow up and explode. And this is me preaching to myself as well, um, because I do feel like I'm living with the type of person who is very open to conversation. And so um, that being said, in the same vein with the pets, you know, um, I'm trying to figure out how to record <laughs> with pets in the house. They bark. Um I also realize that I can let them outside as well if I decide or when I want to record the podcast. So there's that. Um, yeah. So I'm just trying to figure all that out, y'all. Meanwhile, back at the ranch sidebar, I don't know if I've ever told y'all this, if I haven't told y'all this, but I used to be an extreme couponer. And I think I'll do a whole episode about that one day and the whole extreme couponing life. But one reason why I quit couponing one is because I don't don't have time or didn't have the time anymore and two is because apparently when I get overly excited or like I have too many things going on I do things like leave things and lose things and apparently somehow some way I realized between my move here and Carabana when I came back mind you this has been three weeks ago about three weeks ago I think I left an entire load of clothes y'all at my old apartment and I had to because I I have tore up storage. I've tore up all the bins that I have and I can't find these clothes and I know they didn't vanish and I'm really sad because they have some of my favorite jeans in there and one of my favorite sweaters and I'm just and who go who knows what else was in there. Um so I'm kind of hurt because um yeah, I I know that clothes are replaceable, they're material things, but I don't even remember what was in there to be replaced. I just know I'm missing jeans and my favorite sweater. So luckily the seasons are changing, anywho, and I need to go shopping anywhere for jeans, sweaters, and boots, and shirts, and those type of things. But I didn't want to do it because I left a load of clothes, y'all. And of course the first thing I know y'all thinking is, well, why don't you call the apartment and ask to listen, listen. It's been, like I said, about three weeks. My clothes, I don't even know if I washed them and left them in a washer or dried them, left them in a dryer, or if I threw them away by accident, like in a bag that I didn't mean to throw away. So those are the three things that could be happening. But if I did leave them in the laundry room, y'all know that they have been pillaged, gone through, moved to the side, and I don't even want them anymore because I feel violated. I know it was a couple pair of drawers in there. I'm sure there were. Like, I don't even want the clothes back at this point. I'm just going to have to just start over. So... That being said, this move has been very bumpy, <laughs> and I'm still trying to get my bearings. I'm still getting clothes out of bins and getting clothes out of boxes and getting clothes. I haven't hung shit up yet. I just went to storage to get my hangers. Like it's, y'all. I and I've been uberly tired. Like I don't know what's going on, but that to say, 
if you're moving, my prayers, my deepest condolences are with you because, woo, and, and you know, and I want to thank anybody who offered their help, anybody who did help, the moving company who uh, helped me um, move. Thank them. And actually, I, I will give y'all their information toward the end of the show um, because they I've used them a couple times and they've been great. So if you're in the Detroit or greater Detroit area, I would definitely recommend them um, to help move. Um, I'm just plugging because I don't know them personally, but they were great. It's a black owned business. They're timely. They're professional. Um, the owner, he is great. So, yeah. Um, I will recommend them toward the end of the show. So if you're looking for movers, um, stick with me, kid, <laughs> and I'll get you that information. Um, also, uh, in the recent couple of weeks, I've been able to support my friends. They have major, major things going on. They have been booked and busy, and I have been super, super proud of them. Um, super, super blessed to call them friends, all my artistic friends. Um have been having shows and I am two well actually a few of my friends have just wrapped up a show called Now That I Can Dance and it was produced and written by Rick Sperling who is the founder of Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit in which I am an alum of Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit a very proud alum um, is a great uh, organization that just brings inner city youth and surrounding area youth um, it's a nonprofit, and they train you in the areas of music um, acting um, stage tech and I think I'm forgetting a discipline which I feel really terrible but tech acting singing they haven't incorporated dance they haven't started dance yet um, I'm sure they have their reasons but those are the three main areas and they teach you how to be a stagehand they teach you lighting they teach you all the things um, just a super 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 great organization that I was blessed enough to be a part of and the now that I can dance play actually tells the story of the Marvelettes who were one of the girl groups that were um, a part of Motown and fun fact about the Marvelettes um, that you may know or may not know uh, they actually are the first group or the group who gave Motown their very first number one record so not the first girl group not like the first group the first Motown act that gave Motown their very first number one hit and I bet you cannot guess what song was that first number one hit but if you can't I'll give you a moment to think about it and I know it's kind of hard because Motown has so many different groups and so many different songs with the girl groups and the guy groups that you you might know the song but you don't know what group it belongs to have you thought about it yet do you have an idea so here is the first number one song uh, that the Marvelettes gave Motown.
Mr. Postman was by the Marvelettes, and that was Motown's first number one song ever, ever, ever. And actually, the Marvelettes were comprised of a girl group from Inkster, Michigan. Um, so shout out to the Marvelettes. Some of the original Marvelettes were at the play. Um, some of my friends who got to play the Marvelettes and some of the other groups, uh, Martha and the Vandellas, um, the Supremes, uh, different groups that were in there got to take pictures and meet them and, and learn their stories. And I thought that was so dope. And so that play was really, really great. And there, I've heard talk of them taking it on the road and I hope they do because, um, their story was super interesting. It was super great. And, um, because I'm a girl group aficionado, I'm <laughs> a super, uh, group head. Like I'm a, um, a harmony head. So like any, type of group singing boy bands uh groups r&b you know i could go down the list of my favorite girl groups of all times i can definitely add marvelous to that list because they have other songs that i love and um so it was good to see my friends get to play those roles and i'm very very proud of y'all um and speaking of being very, very proud, two of my friends <laughs> have also either released a single or have singles coming out. Um, and so I'm really, really proud of them as well. Um, I have my friend Lily, who I talked about numerous times <laughs> um, on the podcast, but um, you will remember her from the episode... Um, Slim Fine Woman with some tumble in her. <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, go back and catch up and listen to it. But uh, Lily Sheree just released a single, which I'm super proud of her, and it's called Tipping on the Floor. Really, really good song. It's actually a whole bop, and the fact that she is my friend really just makes it boppier. So I'm going to give y'all a little bit of that. And again, it's Lily Sheree, Tipping on the Floor. Um, here it is. Let me tell y'all something. Get into it. Period. So proud of my friends. Um, that song actually is also featuring another Detroit artist, hip-hop artist, uh, spoken word artist. Miss Ellie San Diego is also on the song, Spitting Bars. So go to all your streaming platforms and download Tipping on the Floor by Lily Cherie. And then Kena Renee has a single coming out next, actually this week, and I'll feature it next week on the podcast. And actually, yo, I'm going to have these girls on the podcast Lily, Cherie, you're going to be on the podcast. I've already debuted your song a little bit. We'll play it some more. <laughs> when you come on and Keenan Renee, you're next, girl. Because what? Absolutely, you're going to be on my show. Um, so I'm really, really proud of you guys. So uh, keep pushing, keep grinding. Um, that's that on that. 
I went to see Keisha a few times, my boo, Keisha Green, who is out here performing under the name Idea, currently doing her thing. Um, she had a few shows in between the Now That I Can Dance show. I just love when my friends are booked and busy and doing what they love and um, really, really excited for y'all. And I'm up next, people. That's all I got to say. Um, y'all are really motivated and inspiring, and I love y'all dearly. Um, that being said... Did y'all hear me burp? Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, if you didn't, I told on myself, and I'm not editing this out. Thanks so much. Um, so, yeah, let's, you know, Carabana. I know that's why y'all here for real. I know y'all appreciate the update on my life, but let's talk about it. So, Carabana 2019 of them things. Um, I went with a group of girls. I was the newbie in the group, right? Um, there were six of us total and out of all the six of us five of us went up together to Toronto Carabana is in Toronto well there are many different Carabanas but the one I'm speaking on specifically is the one that happens every year in Toronto and that's where people of all backgrounds nationalities I'm talking about from Nigeria I'm talking about from Jamaica I'm talking about the locals I'm talking about from everywhere around the world. A lot of New York people go to Carabana. I, and I think that's because New York is a melting pot of people. Um, so a lot of people from New York that are live in New York um, visit Carabana. A lot of the DJs are from New York. And you know it because all they play is New York artists, um, which is hilarious to me. Jay-Z, uh, Biggie, all the New York people. And you that's how you know. But um, so... I'm going to try to be as chronological as I can. So y'all bear with me because I may not be. Um, because if y'all knew again how many times <laughs> I tried to record this. So I just, whoo, I didn't want to give y'all low energy, which was the first recording. I, I felt like it was low energy and y'all don't deserve that. And then the second one, it y'all, and then the third one, I literally... I could go on and on, but I literally total in total tried to record this podcast like three or four times. Um, so here we are. This is the one and this is what y'all going to get. And that's it. OK, <laughs> so we'll start with it being uh, Thursday. So August 1st, it's always the first weekend in August every year. Right. So August 1st until August 5th. Now, shout out to the girl who planned the trip, who plans it every year. Shout out to her, number one, because she's a Virgo. So duh, Virgos, y'all love to love us and love to hate us because we are the best planners, coordinators and all those things. And you guys love that about us, but also hate that about us because we're very timely and we don't play the games. Um, she was very communicative, very on point with with uh, just the schedule and all the things that we needed to do. So the last night in the bando, <laughs> um, that next morning was Carabana, right? So I get up, packed the rest of my things, whatever I had left, threw it in the truck, went to storage, um, went to the destination where we all were supposed to meet, and I still beat everybody there. Let me just point that out, okay? Um, we were supposed to be leaving at nine, we're meeting up at nine, and then leaving, right? Well, I was the first one there, minus the girls who went and got the rental. They came back with the rental, and people were still kind of doing their thing, going around. I don't know what they were doing. Um, last minute things. And I was, you know, cool for the most part, chilling for the most part, you know, really just um, 
trying not to be overly concerned with time and why we weren't on the road and all that because that's what Virgos do. We worry a lot about time and we worry a lot about um, (laughs) things that we don't have control over, which sucks, especially when it comes to scheduling because we don't want to miss nothing. We don't want to be late. We don't want to be those people. Um, And so we try to... um, Relax when it's really, really hard for us to relax, okay? So that being said, um, we wound up uh, getting on the road closer to 1 o'clock than 9 a.m., y'all. By the time everybody got their life, packed their bag, did last-minute whatevers, um, went here, there, everywhere we did, ran errands, all the things, right? We wound up getting on the road closer to 1 o'clock, not 9 a.m. at all. So (laughs) once we get on the road... We get on the road and we now Canada, Toronto is like a four hour drive from Detroit, y'all. Okay. So we're driving all is well. We're talking. Things are going great. We get to the border. So you take your sunglasses off your hat. You know, you do all the things. You speak to the officer. You communicate. You smile. You nod. La, 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 la. Well, we told them we were coming for Carabana. They sent our ass right to customs. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I don't know if they. I don't know, had a suspicion. I don't know if because it was five black girls in a car and we said the word Carabana that raised flags. I don't know, y'all. And y'all know I try. I'm trying not to make this a race thing because the officer was Caucasian and we all were African-American. But I think I get it. You know, Carabana, sometimes people try to sneak things in because they don't want to pay the high-ass liquor prices Um they don't want to um, buy the weeds or whatever, people who indulge. Now, to be fair, my job is a hater. They are blockers, so I cannot indulge in the things marijuana. However, most of the girls that I was with do and or did. Now, I didn't smell marijuana on anybody. I know what marijuana smells like. I know what it smells like. I don't indulge. I can't, but I know what it smells like, and I per se did not um, smell it. But maybe the cop, he did, or maybe he had an inkling. I don't know. So we get pulled over, customs checking our bag, well, checking around, whatever, because that's what they're supposed to do. And lo and behold, one of the girls, again, I'm protecting identity, so nobody's name will be mentioned uh, in this podcast um, so they can remain and maintain their innocence, okay? Um, Had an empty container of what used to be in their marijuana. Now, at this point, I'm thinking for sure they're going to send our asses home. (laughs) Like, we're not making it to Carabana. We're going home. We done fucked up now. Well, now they have to literally go through every single bag, everybody's bag, and then send our bags through these x-rays and shit. Now, funniest to me because, you know, some of us girls that were on the trip were single, but some of us girls had boyfriends and, you know, steadies, and um, we had things in our bags for people who were trying to be faithful to their men because black women don't cheat. And so as they were going through the bags, maybe if y'all would have heard the shifting and the vibrating <laughs> in those bags, hilarious. And let me just say, for the 25 and up crowd, nobody was embarrassed. If you want to go through my bags, you want to see my things, you want to look for the weeds or whatever else the hell you're looking for, you're going to see all the other shit, too. So I hope you enjoyed the show, uh, Customs, uh, because there was a show to be had. So after that, 
And after our bags got run through, and of course, one of the officers was being a dick because he's like, well, am I going to find anything else? Am I, I going to see anything else? And we're like, no. Are you sure? Yes. We didn't know that was in there. And of course, the girl whose it was was trying to plead her case. And oh, you know, I didn't know anything was in the bag. And let me just cyber. Y'all, for my weed smoking friends, my people who indulge, if you're going to Canada, if you're going across the border, whatever, whatever, Edibles, 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 and vape, 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 vape. Like, I don't know how many times I can say that. Um, Anything that is odorous, don't do it. And check your bags, check your bags, check your bags. Do not grab a random bag that you ain't took on a trip and I don't know how long. Do not grab, go through your thing so that you too will not get um, harassed by customs uh, when, if you happen to get pulled over. So long story short, of course, we made it through. They let us through and we proceed on to Toronto. Now, um, we get to Toronto and let me just say that the Airbnb that we stayed in was like a mini mansion. The house was huge. It was a six bedroom house, not six beds. Cause let me tell you how, if you do get an Airbnb, be cautious. If you, let's say you go in with a large group and you need six beds, right? If you put in six beds in a filter, you also must put in six bedrooms if you do not want to share a room with somebody. Cause Airbnb are really good for like people, because these are people renting out their homes. So they may have enough space for the people that you want to host and they may not have enough beds. But if you think you're about to be grown or you think you want to have your own space or you think you're about to be, you know, doing things that require you to have your own room or you just don't want to share a room, um, you need to make sure that your filter also says however many rooms you need and not just how many beds you need because that's how they get your ass. So luckily, again, the girl that was in charge, shout out to you, Virgo girl, um, had everything just figured out all the bedrooms there were six of us there were six bedrooms everybody there were multiple bathrooms because let me tell y'all that's a deal breaker for me I don't care if it's anything more than two people and even two people like when I went to NOLA with T on my episode about NOLA we had two bathrooms and it was only two of us I the more bathrooms the better it could just be me, and if it's more than one bathroom, I'm happy. Because if I have guests, you using the guest bathroom, and I'm using my master bathroom, and that's just that. I just have a thing about multiple bathrooms, especially on a girl's trip, especially with girls who wear makeup, wear wigs, do the things. I'm not a wig aficionado. I don't know how to do wigs, and I'm not really in the headspace to learn how to do wigs. YouTube, I don't have time for that. But th- that being said, girls do things. Girls need space. And so the fact that there, I want to say altogether there were four bathrooms um there was an upstairs downstairs basement which also was like a whole apartment unto itself like a whole two-bedroom apartment in the house it was so dope um the airbnb had a library in it so dope the it was an open floor plan um the kitchen had an island that's my type of party house like or that's my type of getaway house and that's what i wanted to do um so that being said the way carabana works is once you get there there are parties that you attend okay so you can choose to attend how many parties you don't want to or you do based on how much money you want to spend now being fair these parties are not cheap the cheapest party that i bought a ticket for i want to say was 45 or 55 dollars and they can go up to who knows how much 80 dollars especially the closer you wait till the date the more they go up um and they do that on purpose because they know you're gonna buy them because that's what you do um so um when the tickets first go on sale and they do have hotel ticket packages but because it was a lot of us and we wanted to stay together and 
Hotels, when you're partying or when you're trying to have an uninterrupted good time, sometimes hotels are not the best option because you can get kicked out if you're too loud, if you're smoking, if you're doing all the things. Now, in Canada, yes, weed is legal. Um, but even then, you don't want to be like having to keep your voice down and having to be quiet because your neighbors are complaining to the hotel about you, blah, 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 blah. Um, so... Airbnb or uh, stay or homestay or whatever it's called, home away um, or something like that is probably the best option for you if you're going with a group of people and you kind of want to be free per se, right? So luckily that Airbnb was beautiful. Um, it accommodated us. It was enough space where we, we all didn't feel like we were on top of each other. It was great. So we get there, we drop our things off, we rest for a second, and then, of course, all the people who indulge, we had to find dispensaries, we had to find food, <laughs> we had to do all the things, and that's what exactly what we did. So, um, Friday, Thursday, there was the, like, opening, the opening day party, right? Now, mind you, too, the parties go like this. There's usually a day party and then a night party, but there are multiple parties. So from all these millions of parties they have, you just got to hope you picking like the most lit one. But to be fair, they all lit because there's so many people there. There's from what I hear around a million or a little bit over a million people that are in Toronto for Carabana. So that being said, mainly any party you go to is probably going to be lit. Um, although some of them are not, and I'll get to that, <laughs> but the first night, the first party we went to was great. Now, back to the, the way the tickets work. So some of us bought tickets. Some of us um, bought them at different times. Some of us didn't get the ticket because they were sold out. So we all actually did not wind up going to the exact same parties. But we all made sure that at least two or three of us were all at one party so nobody would be by themselves. Um, so that worked out because it was so many of us. It was cool. And the people who may not have went to that particular party that night, they might have hung out and did something else and then met us at the party, like when the party was letting out or something like that. So that's kind of how we navigated that. So the first night, first party was lit. Um, let me tell you, the girls I was with, they didn't waste no time. They didn't waste no time meeting no guys. They didn't waste no time getting dressed. Like They didn't waste no time for nothing. So after the first party um, where we went out um, and the girls who did not go to that party, they called us, met us right after the let out. And guess what? They parking lot pimped. I was like, that is so smart. Technically, if you didn't want to go to no parties, you could just show up to Toronto, have a good time, and show up to the parties at the end and park a lot, pimp, and still have the same amount of fun that you would have had, except for you just really don't get to dance with a lot of people, or if you think somebody about to buy you drinks, ain't none of that going to happen on the outside, per se, unless you hooking up or whatever, which, you know, apparently, you know, listen, sidebar, if you're in a relationship, shout out to the ladies who were in a relationship who managed to navigate around the temptations of Carabana other than dancing. Um, there ain't nothing but naked people and people who are literally coming to hook up at Carabana. Like that is what they're coming for and that's what they're coming to do. And it's so funny. If you're in a relationship, I don't know how you survive Carabana. Like I, it's doable, but it's, I, I don't, I don't know unless you just as a hermit or you just really were calculated um, shout out to y'all who survived Carabana and, and not cheated on your spouse because, baby, not sure quite how you did it there. But um, shout out to you who did. Um, that being said, um, that was fun. First night party was lit. It was fun. We met people. 
um, hung out with people. That was fun. So that was Thursday. Friday, um, I got up, kind of snuck out the house because I knew it was about to be a drinking, uh, smoking, eating, tired weekend. Because, again, the goal is to try to go to two parties a day. Like, if you came to party, for sure, you want to go to a day party and then you want to go to something at night. So that's the goal. But for me, I was kind of glad I wasn't able to get all the tickets because I did want to relax, too. So while I was on vacation and I did go to party, I did want some time to myself, too, because I had had a lot going on. Right. So I wanted to relax and I wanted to have fun, too. Um, so Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday, I think we went to two parties as well. And that was cool. Um I think one of them I didn't go to, but some people went to two parties that night. The parties I went to or the party I went to was also cool as well. Um, so we had fun there. And one was called Daylit, which was the day party. Um, and that's one of the ones that everybody goes to. And it's a pool party. And that's when it really get naked, y'all. It's, it was a lot of a lot of free spirits running around. But I will say this. Carabana is, is not for the... If you're self-conscious, if you have body image issues, if you're not feeling too confident, go to Carabana and get your life because nobody is judging you. If they are, they're silently judging you. You can't hear them. You can't see them. And one thing I did love, let me just say this about the girls that I was with and the energy that was there. It was a whole, it was almost like a ratchet Wakanda. Like, like we were all there to shake our booties and all of that and have a good time. Well, I sound like an old person shake our booties. We was all there to get, get down, whatever. Everything I say is going to sound old at this point. That's how I know I'm getting old. But um, to have a good time. But it was a lot of, you know, queens bigging up queens, king bigging up kings. Like, you didn't see a lot of hate. You didn't see a lot of people like, oh, what she got on? Oh, I can't believe. Like, all body sizes were welcome. Nobody was making nobody feel weird. Nobody was talking about nobody for feeling extra free or wearing what they wanted to wear and doing what they wanted to do. Um, so that I like that. I, in turn, was able to do. And I do this anytime I go out of town because I don't know what's wrong with Michigan and y'all Detroit men, whatever. But when I go out of town, I always feel liberated to wear things that I wouldn't necessarily wear in the city. Not sure why. I just do. It just is what it is. Um, but I feel free and I didn't feel judged. Same way in NOLA and most places that I go, especially places that are black, very black um, and very um Brown, brown and black people, I feel liberated. But um, so I did. So I, I'm glad that I got to experiment with different looks and different outfits and that type of thing. And so um, that party was fun. Friday, Daylit was fun. And then the party that night, y'all, I don't remember the party we went to, but I don't think I went to that particular party. I think I just chilled that night. I'm not sure. I really don't remember. Um, sorry, love y'all. <laughs> um, Saturday came and there were two parties now there was a day party um that i didn't go to and then there was a night party a boat party a white party that we all agreed to go to and we all got the ticket for this party um now by this time the sixth girl had joined us and so um i was at home while the other girls were going to the party she wound up driving up me and her kicked it for a while and then everybody started getting ready for this white party now Again, the Virgo in me, I had to go with the flow. And that was one of the hardest parts of the trip for me because the parties started at their specific time. We didn't make it to none of the parties on time. 
Not none of them. Not none of them. And I was for sure we were going to miss the boat party because here's the thing about going to the club and going on a boat. A boat docks when it docks. <laughs> like a boat sets sail when it sets sail. So if you're late, it ain't like you could just stop the boat on the water and jump on. Like that is what it is. Y'all should have seen us hauling ass to that boat because the girls had decided they we all took naps or whatever. They woke up. They had an urge to go to the mall. I'm like, well, uh... Y'all know, you know, we got to be at the boat at a certain time. Oh, yeah, we'll be back. Baby, when I tell y'all, we had to be at that dock, I think, no later than 1030. Them girls came running the house at 10 o'clock. Nobody had their white on. People still had to take showers. It was hilarious. I think we ran out the door at 1020. And it was like a 15-minute drive. But we hauled ass, and we made it, and we made the boat. Well, I kind of wish we didn't make the boat. First of all, that boat ticket was like $65, first of all. Now, we were all cute. That's about the highlight of the night. When I tell y'all that boat ride was boring as shit, so here's my suggestion. When you go to Carambana, don't get on no goddamn boats. Don't get on no boats. Don't do nothing boat. Don't do no boat parties. Now, to be fair, the girl who was in charge was like, oh, no, because when I went, I did a boat last year. It was lit. Well, this boat, I don't know if it's when you say white or when you say white party, people think old or sophisticated or whatever. <sighs> it was boring. I was mad. That was that. The only thing that saved the night for me was at some point that I met some people from Detroit. And one of the guys that I met knew how to ballroom. And y'all know how I feel about ballroom, man. If y'all don't, I'm in love with it. I haven't been in a while. I'm a little rusty. But um, if you're from Detroit or Chicago, you know what stepping is. You know what ballrooming is. And ballrooming, I think you should be required to learn ballroom in school. Like, you should. If you don't know how to ballroom, and I'm not talking about ballroom hustle, I'm talking about partner dancing, I'm talking about one-on-one, then you ought to learn because it just should be a part of almost like other cultures, how they learn how to salsa or they learn how to waltz or they have, like, their um, native dances or their native Certain things that are a part of the culture, ballroom is definitely a part of Detroit culture. And I feel like everybody who is from Detroit needs to learn how to ballroom. The same way if you're from Chicago, you need to know how to step, and that's just that. So that kind of saved the night for me, at least for a little while, because I got to ballroom, and so that made me happy. But that boat ride was trash as hell, and we were all upset about it. So much so that we almost didn't get on the boat. We almost wanted to turn around, but I think people didn't want to waste $65. But it would have been worth wasting it for me. I'm sorry. It just would have. And so I would suggest... Just no boat, nothing, because he's stuck on the boat. Um, so that was Saturday. Saturday was fun. And then Sunday, I actually didn't have any party tickets. And I was glad because I got to sit back. I got to read. I got to take a nap. I got to relax. I got to just be in Toronto, go sightseeing a little bit. Um, wound up meeting a couple people. Wound up meeting a guy, a nice guy. We wound up hanging out. Um, so I was glad my Sunday was free because if it wasn't, I would not have had that opportunity um, to do so. And um, also, sidebar, you know, shout out to the homegirls with the girl code. You know, we all had our fun. We all did what we did. We all, you know, um met people or whatever but we all made sure to be safe we all made sure to look out for each other we all made sure that we didn't go off with any random people we always made sure that the people came to us and that there was at least two or more people at the airbnb while people were entertaining people and so shout out to all the girls who realized that you know although we're here to have fun we're also here to be safe as well um and we just kind of understood that we didn't really even have to say it per se but people just kind of knew and that was dope to me too so um 
Sunday was fun for me because I, you know, got to hang out with a local and got to learn more about Toronto um, and just got to have a good time. So that was fun. And um, then Monday came, like I said, most people, they come into Carabana Friday and then they leave on Sunday. But I'm glad we came on Thursday because that gave us a little more time. And then if you leave on Monday, it allows you to beat traffic. Um so I would say if you're going to go, definitely follow that rule. Like if you can afford to do so and you have the time at work and you can afford to stay wherever you're staying, definitely come on Thursday and definitely leave on Monday. Because really, honestly, you're going to need Monday. I mean, you're going to need Sunday to get your life to drive back on Monday. If you party the way we party, and I'm talking about from the time you walk into them parties, they be packed. They be hot and not in a bad way because you, you're not mad because you came for that. And Carabana is definitely about uh, international. It's a definitely about intertwining of culture. So it's a lot of soca. It's a lot of Afrobeat. It's a lot of um, hip hop. It's like a mixture of so much music. And you came to party. So you walk in dancing, you leave dancing. Don't come with no press no blowout you better have braids locks you better have a, a natural hairstyle or a wig because baby you ain't gonna make it and don't put on too much makeup because it's gonna melt off your face it's just gonna do that and so um backing up a little bit I cannot forget I cannot forget the parade on Saturday that's what we did Saturday my bad it wasn't two parties it was a parade and then it was the born ass white party the parade is where, you know, you see it on TV. I'm sure you've seen it if you've never been to Carabana, where they have the beautiful, beautiful, bright costumes on, the feathers, the beads, the all the things, and the bands are out there. It's like a big old, big old carnival. The vendors are out there, and everybody is just looking beautiful, and it's just wild. Like, I can't—that parade— Woo, it, it was just something to see. It's, it's a beautiful sight. It's the people who take pride in where they come from, um, waving the flags and just dancing and the music. And I, I'm glad I almost didn't get up and go because it was so early in the morning. But I'm glad I shook it off and went because, baby, I was definitely tired from Friday. Um we all just had a really, really good time. So I was glad that I did go to the parade so I could at least experience it for myself. So I can say if I do want to go back to Carolina, if I would choose to go back to the parade or not. And I would. I probably wouldn't stay for the exact whole thing because then afterwards they have a party at the exhibition center is it's called um and then they do it's like an indoor party and that's fun too um but we didn't stay for that we wound up going home taking naps like i said and then going to the white party then sunday happened then monday we got up we went to breakfast tried to get into a few extra things um but we wound up not doing that we just wound up like eating breakfast driving around a little bit and going on about our business and i would just say um the area we stayed in was perfect because it was like within 10, 15 minutes of all the places that we went, including the parade. Um, so the area we stayed in was perfect. So you got to kind of do your research. Like if you know somebody that lives in Toronto or you can Google like where are the best areas to stay for Carabana so that you most things that we needed to do were in walking distance or really close driving distance. So like I said, like the one morning I got up and went to Walmart, I went to get like bottled water and snacks and stuff like that because I knew we would need them and wasn't nobody really thinking about that. 
Oh, but I was because I don't have the time to be looking for bottled water when I'm parched and all that. And I knew we would be like sweating and dancing and coming in the door looking for water. So uh, and then we were like right down the street from two 7-Elevens. Like it was a 7-Eleven on either side of the street. So that was great. And um, yeah, so I would say on a scale of one to ten, if I had to rate Carabana as far as fun um, definitely a 20. Like, it, it can be fun if you want it to be. I would say if you approve, Carabana is not for you. If you're approved, stay home. If you are um, stuck up, stay home. If you are judgy, stay home. Carabana is not for you. Carabana is literally to have a carefree black-ass time. Now, there were some Eurocentric people sprinkled in. There were some other ethnicities, and they knew what time it was. Everybody was cordial, and everybody was doing them and and minding. There was another song that they kept playing, y'all. If I could find... The song, but the name of the song, I believe, is called Mind or it's called Funky Business or something. And when I tell you, they literally played that at every party, literally at every party. And basically, the lyrics are called Mind your, or they say Mind your funky business, Mind your funky business, leave me alone, just leave me alone. And I would say. That's first of all, that's the move for the rest of 2019 and beyond. If everybody could just mind their funky business and keep it moving and, and stay in their lane and not be worried about everybody else and what they got going on, life would be such a better place. And life would just be the cherry on top of the ice cream if we could all mind our funky business. Um <laughs> And and that being said, that was the mood. Like, everybody was kind of doing them. You know, people were like, oh, Queen, you look good. King, you look good. Like, it wasn't, it was just energy for good, you know, compliments and, and good, um, you know, nobody was hating on each other, at least not from what I saw. So, you know, that being said, it was a good time. Oh, this it, y'all. Mind your funky business. Hey. Leave me alone, hey, leave me alone, hey, mind your funky business, hey, mind your funky business, leave me alone, hey, listen, mood, leave me alone, I'm going to start playing that at work when people bother me, mind your funky business, period, so, (laughs) that being said, I would say, Know where you're staying, know the area you're staying, know who you're going with. That's most important. The whole trip, you know, there were moments where I'm sure we got on each other's nerves, but it wasn't nothing like damaging or nothing trip damaging or nothing where people had an attitude the whole trip. It was nothing like that. Everybody just learned to cohabitate for those few days because we were too busy having fun and swapping stories and talking about these men and Ooh, y'all, man, let me tell y'all something. Y'all really do be ready to die. <laughs> y'all be ready to die to hang out with females. It is so funny to me because those parties, most of them ended at like the the night parties, three o'clock in the morning. They were like from 10 to three o'clock in the morning. And y'all was just so ready to go home or come over early in the morning. And y'all just really be ready to die. 
y'all really be ready to die just to hang out with some females. And it was funny to me, but we were safe. We knew we were safe. We knew where all the weapons were. So that being said, um, that to me, that's what Carabana is about. Being uninhibited, having a good time, living your life, being somebody you don't get to be on a daily basis or doing some things that you feel like just releasing, you know what I'm saying? Really being yourself or being, you know, allowing yourself permission to be free and not have regrets about things. So I would just say, know your crew, you know, be organized. Um, again, shout out to the girl that threw it. She brought, made us lovely, like drinking glasses and t-shirts and she just, she rock. I would definitely travel with all of the girls again, pending, you know, it can go as smooth as it did just this time, minus the fact that we left late. But again, didn't matter because the check-in time is not even until 3 or 4 o'clock. So by the time we got to Toronto, it was like 4.30. So it was fine anyway. But the point is, I feel like if you've never been and you're thinking about going, go. I think you should go once to experience it for yourself. I definitely will be back. I'll probably go back next year. I might go every year until I feel like I'm too old to go to Carabana or it no longer fits my aesthetic but I even think there were older people there, too. I, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's a mindset thing. And I think if you go with the mindset of having fun, being free, and really just enjoying yourself, then Carabana is definitely somewhere for you. So that's my take on it. Um, I don't have a Tiffany two cents for y'all. This was it. <laughs> um, I wanted to catch y'all up on what I've been going through, what's been going on with me. Um, next week, I will definitely get back into the pop culture segments and, um, you know, the question and answering of it all. And like I said, y'all, thank you for being patient. Thank you for, you know, sticking around. Thank you for, um, understanding and um working through this new process with me me trying to figure out when and how and where i'm going to record um and just trying to uh you know keep it all together y'all we can only take it one day at a time so thank y'all for listening i love y'all um tiffany tune up t-i-f-f-a-n-y t-u-n-e-u-p at gmail.com questions comments concerns if you've ever been to carabana and you have any tips for me um definitely give me tips Definitely let me know what's up. Um, definitely let me know um, what I should do next time or where I should go or where you stayed and um, anything that will help and we can help each other out. So until next time, Tunicorns, peace.